Welcome to the God and Your Business podcast. I'm Dr. Una, your host, a Jesus lover and serial entrepreneur. Each week, we will unlock timeless secrets for business success from the Bible. Regardless of your faith, I invite you to join me on this journey with the only thing you'll need, a healthy dose of curiosity. And now for the episode. Well, welcome back to another episode of the God and Your Business podcast. I am super pumped as always to be in your ears. And I am just coming off something that was absolutely phenomenal. Now, as you know, I am a business strategist for physician entrepreneurs, and I'm the founder of a company called EntreMD. And every year we have an annual event called EntreMD Live. And the idea is to really inspire the physician community to embrace entrepreneurship, whether that means starting a business or that means taking a business to a whole new level. Like we can build six, seven, eight, nine figure businesses. Like, of course we can. And so it's a lot of inspiration, practical action steps, networking, all of that. And this year, the focus was really on, you know, the success mindset, the strategies successful businesses use and building those, you know, leveraging the power of your community. And it was, it was a really good event, really, really good. And the thing is, I said this goal. I was like, I want to put a thousand people in the event. That's what I want to do, which was really fascinating. Our very first one was in 2019 and it was in person. We had 47 people attended. And the second one was in, of course, it was in 2020 and it was virtual and we had 321 people in it. Like I thought, oh my goodness, can you imagine that? The third one was last year. And it was, you know, so 2021, and we had 533 people registered. Wild. Okay. So this year I was like, wanted to set a goal. I, you know, my plan is always to be uncomfortable, is always to do to be doing something that I consider a stretch goal for myself. And so a stretch goal for me was let me put a thousand people in this event. Okay. Let me put a thousand people. And um, started working on it and, you know, asking and putting myself out there and believing, even though in the beginning was really slow as far as people signing up and all of that. I think the week of, we were still at 600, 600. And so we pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And by the time we got to Friday, Wednesday, we had almost hit 800. And by Friday, we were at I think eight, 820 or something. I'm going to look for the, the actual numbers. And the event was on Saturday, right? And I'm like, you know, going on Facebook lives, telling people, look, we're at 800. We can do this. We can get to a thousand. We're the Calvary. We can change medicine because that's the goal of EntreMD is to change the narrative for physicians, change the narrative for physicians in medicine. I mean, at a time when, you know, there's so much about doctors being stuck, 40% of doctors being burned out, 80%, as many as 80% of physicians not being willing to recommend medicine as a career to their friends and family and all of this stuff. And so our job is to fix that. Okay. And so I was like, come on, we can do this. And right before 10 o'clock was when we hit a thousand, like we we're probably about 960 at seven o'clock the morning of the event. But just before it started, we hit a thousand, we ended up with a thousand and thirty-eight, which is insane, like completely insane. And it made me think a lot. I've been reflecting on that and trying to pull lessons out of it and all of that. And 
I wanted to talk to you today about the starting point of doing the impossible. Okay, the starting point of it. And I say that because maybe you have some goal that you want to accomplish that is a BHAG for you. So BHAG stands for Big Hairy Audacious Goal. And you're like, how am I going to do this? Or maybe you've tried things like that and they didn't work before, which is you and every other person on the planet. And I wanted to read a story that kind of, for me, it's a starting point because this is a is a, is a mental is a is a mental game. Okay, of course there's you know strategy and all of that stuff, but you have to be in the right frame to do things like that. And I think this is a I'm going to read a story, but I think it's something that really perfectly illustrates where we start from if we want to be the kind of people who accomplish BHAGs. Okay, all right. So this is Genesis chapter 13, and I'm going to read verses 14 through 17. Okay. So it says, after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction for I'm giving it to you. Okay. Now, when you read this, you're like, oh my goodness, that is so amazing. God told him, you know, look at all the land. I've given it to you. I'm giving it to your descendants and all of that stuff. But I want to paint a picture of Abraham's state when God told him this, okay? So this story started off by saying after Lot had gone, okay? So Lot was Abraham's nephew. And when God gave him the initial instructions, said, leave your father's house, go to a land I will show you. He went with his wife, Sarah, or Sarai at the time, and then he went with Lot, okay? And as they went and they were going, you know, they they settled in an area and Abraham prospered, Lot prospered. Abraham had a lot of servants and cattle and, you know, sheep and goats and all of that. And so did Lot. And so now they started having problems between Abraham's servants and Lot's servants and all this kind of stuff. and so they came to this conclusion that they had to part ways. And Abraham was like, look, look everywhere, you know, you know, pick a place. If you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. Like, just pick a place. And so when it says after Lot had gone, that's what that was talking about. And I want you to think about it, right? Obviously, he had a really good relationship with Lot. And that's why when he was leaving and God said, leave your father's house, he took him with him. So he's probably, he had probably been in a great relationship, if you will, kind of, sort of, with Lot's entire life, right? Because he took him with him when he went, they were together and all of that stuff. So think about the emotional piece of that, right? Or, you know, like, oh, I just had this major disruption in my family or something like that, right? Just So just think about it. So that's where he was. So this was something that had just happened recently, right? Like in his immediate past, if you will. And then in his present, Abraham had been believing God for a son. God told him that you're going to have, you know, when he first blessed him in Genesis chapter 12, he said, I will bless you. I will make your name great. I'll make you uh, a great nation. I will bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so he said, I'll make you into a great nation, right? That's how many your descendants, your offspring, all of that would be. But he had no child, okay? He had none. And So if you read verse 12, you go to verse 13, you see that God had prospered him, but he still didn't have a child. 
And so in his immediate past, he had this major disruption in his family, right? And in his presence, the thing he was waiting on God for had still not happened. Okay. Now he's in this, he's in this state when God is like, yeah, so lift up your eyes. Look, I'm going to give you descendants that if you can count the earth of the dust of the earth, then you can count your descendants. That's how many there'll be. Lift up your eyes and look. Lift up your eyes and look. To a man who just had a major disruption in his immediate past, to a man who has not yet experienced the promise of God that he's been waiting for in his present, but God is still saying, lift up your eyes and look. Okay? Now, you're like, Dr. and I, I have no idea what this has to do with putting a thousand people in an event. So hear me. We have to learn to live our lives the same way we drive our cars. Okay? Abraham could have chosen to sit in his past. He could have chosen to live in maybe the hurt, the discomfort of my nephew who I've always been with, now he's gone. He could have lived in that. He could have lived in the pain of it. He could have focused on that, but he didn't. He could have focused on the present, what is quote unquote not working because it is always working, right? Well, what is not working? What was not working? He'd been believing God for a child and he still didn't have a child. It quote unquote, wasn't working. He could have focused on that. He could have focused on the fact that he believed God and God hadn't come through, quote unquote. He could have focused on the fact that, look, he's getting older, not yet. Like he was old when God promised him that. And now he's just getting older and older. His wife, I mean, look, look at his wife. I mean, like, you know, she's in menopause or, you know, whatever. But he didn't focus on that. In fact, maybe he was focusing on that, but God said to him, stop, don't don't focus on that. Lift up your eyes and look. Look at what my promises, what my word says, what's in the future for you, what's possible for you. Lift up your eyes and look. But Lord, my immediate past, look at what what just happened. Lift up your eyes and look. But look at right now, lift up your eyes and look. What does that have to do with you and God and your business? In your business, there are things that will go wrong. They won't go according to plan. Your immediate past, something that happened last week that makes you go like, why am I even doing this? Got that new hire and you're like, everything is amazing. And they didn't show up to work. You took care of that client and they left you the nastiest review on the planet. You made plans to bring in revenue for the month, the preceding month, and you made half of it. The immediate past. We can sit there and sacrifice our future, spending our entire time thinking about our past. And it's so subtle because we've done it for so long. I want you to get into the habit of acknowledging the past, learning the lessons from the past, sitting in it for a minute if you need to, and then moving on. Now you're present. You can go like, oh, but you know, I'm doing this with my marketing and I'm not working. I'm doing this with this stuff and it's not working. You can choose to sit there and you can choose to be upset about it. You can choose to brood on it. Now, I might say you don't deal with it. We have to deal with things. Notice the word I'm using, focus. But our focus, we have to practice putting it where we're going. So we are just like that high-speed train, like we're coming through. Now, we may have obstacles and all that stuff, but don't be confused. We are coming through. Okay, so how do we drive our cars? We don't focus on the reverse, the past. We don't focus on the present, like the interior of the car, the steering wheel, and all that stuff. You don't focus on that when you're going somewhere. You look straight ahead 
and you're going where you need to be going. So the starting point of doing the impossible is getting rid of the two big distractions that stop us. And number one is our past, and number two is our present. If we're going to be people who are possibility thinkers, who accomplish impossible things, we will keep our eyes on the impossible. So it doesn't mean we pretend those things didn't happen or we don't do anything about them. No, but it's not our focus. Our focus is where we're going. We'll take care of what we need to take care of, but we're going where we're going. Okay. And so I want you to start, you know, the, the beginning point is really the awareness that, you know, our thoughts go in all these places and you start asking yourself critical questions. Like, what do I truly spend most of my time thinking about? Like through a day, like the, now that you're listening from the, from the morning till now that you're listening, what have you spent most of your time thinking about where you're going and how to get there or what's not working or what didn't work? Right? And want to get in the habit of focusing on where we're going and how we can get there and where we're going and how we can get there. Because that's the way God thinks. God knew that Lot had just left him. It was probably hurting. God knew that he didn't physically have a child, but God still told him, lift up your eyes and look. Okay? And when we say lift up your eyes and look, it's about looking and doing the things that will take you there, letting that be your direction, right? So it's looking in action. But when you do this, you become that person who become, who is the person who does impossible things. And I would love to see that for you. And I would love to celebrate all your wins and all your stories from that. So go do that. Go examine your thoughts. Go fix them on where you're going. And let's watch God do miracles through us. Okay. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Don't forget to share this episode with another entrepreneur in your life. And I will see you on the next episode of the God in Your Business podcast. You've been listening to the God in Your Business podcast. If anything you've ever heard on this podcast has helped you, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really helps us get the word out. Thank you so much. And remember, you are not alone in business. You're doing business with God, the smartest being in the universe. See you next week.